Thanks so much for tuning in to Journeys to Wellness, a podcast focused on sharing and celebrating inspiring stories of transformation, healing, and growth through the use of multiple self-care strategies for overall well-being. I'm your host, Katherine Kennedy. Today, I am grateful to have Laura Hamilton on our show. Laura Hamilton has been on the spiritual mystical path her whole life. Her background and practices are steeped in history, comparative religions, mythology, psychology, meditation, and yoga. Laura has been teaching yoga for well over a decade and is a practicing karmic astrologer as well as a Reiki master. She recently opened Good Seeds Yoga in Gardner, Maine, where she guides people to understand how these various healing modalities can bring balance to their physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual lives. Her focus is helping people experience joy for no reason, or at the very least, be at peace in this moment, which I think we need a lot of right now. Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. So let's go ahead and jump in. How did you arrive on your path to wellness? What are these different modalities that you have dabbled in over your life? It actually was birthed out of depression. I was left school, high school, and I had always been someone who wasn't really driven by the normal things. I wasn't materialistic. I didn't really want things. And so that was not a big motivator for me. Um, I was always a big reader and kind of introverted. I was always very spiritual. I loved going to church. I was raised in the Catholic church. And then when I got older and I was listening more and thoughtful about what was being said, then it didn't quite work for me anymore. And so that sent me out on a journey And so when I was about 19, I was depressed because I didn't see the point of existence. It just, it didn't make sense to me to, even though I was a good student in college, it didn't make sense to me to study things I had no interest in, to just kind of pack them in and regurgitate them. And the process didn't really work for me. And so I left college and came to Maine and just couldn't figure out what to do with myself. And I was really depressed and didn't know what to do. And I remember laying on my bed. (laughs) And of course, I'm a dramatic person. So it was very drama filled young woman. And I remember laying on my bed and just thinking, if this is what life is, just get a job, make money or go to school to make money to get stuff. I'm just not interested. I don't want I don't didn't want children at that time. And this voice came right through to me and it said, get out of bed and go to the bookstore. And I was like, whoa, there's a voice. I need to do that. So I did. And I went to the bookstore and I found this book that was on the angels and ascended masters. And I read that and then I just kept going. And, you know, I was a history major. I always loved history. So I always loved reading and studying human behavior Um, But what I knew at that time was that my nature was so volatile that I needed to get a program on board that was going to help me to manage myself or I was going to make myself very sick. I had chronic migraines. I had a lot of female disorderly stuff going on. And so through reading spiritual literature and different things, I thought I need to meditate. 
And then meditation will help me to learn to manage my naturally kind of dramatic uh, self. And so um, I did. I started meditating with the Buddhists. I did the um, Shambhala training that came from Trim Trungpa Rinpoche. And uh, I did some levels with that. And that was great. And, um, and then I started studying herbs uh, because I think herbs are really uh, helpful for the emotional mental body, even more than they are for the physical body. I think they really create changes in the emotional body. And then that, so then I kind of got into Ayurveda and then I kind of got into um, all different kinds of herbology and then somehow ended up in uh, I can't remember because it was a long time ago, <laughs> but it was like just a huge, I mean, I know that the herbs were the thing that actually got me into yoga and uh, yoga philosophy and the larger system of yoga. And so it just continued to grow from there. And so the beginnings were, you know, really kind of mixed up with my own kind of trying to get direction for my life and to come to peace. Yeah, I, as I'm listening to your story, there's so much of the self-awareness and mind-body connection and how you traveled through your journey, especially having been depressed and actually listening to yourself and you know, checking in with yourself and saying, hey, something's got to give, I need to do something to help myself. I mean, it gets, it takes a lot to get to that point where you can actually take that next steps to do so. And having found that, you know, the book in the bookstore that kind of started you on your path, I mean, that's, I feel like that's huge for, for someone who was experiencing a deep depression and also just a kind of a disconnect from the society at large, because as we know, society has its patterns that don't always fit well with us. <laughs> yes, and, um, and I think it's also important to say that um, the reason that I was depressed was that I had some um, sexual trauma in my history and, and some um, just really abusive energy um, that was there. And so when you, you know, come from that, and one of the first people that I heard about, because I was working in mental health, was Marsha Linehan, and she's out of the University of Washington State, and I had heard about, because I worked in mental health, and I had a lot of people with a diagnosis of borderline personality disorder, and that her, her um, dialectical behavioral therapy was the preeminent cure for this diagnosis or management tool. And so I had looked it up and I couldn't believe it when I was reading, <laughs> when I was reading the dialectic, the DBT, it's called the DBT workbook. I'm reading it and I'm like, this is Zen Buddhism. <laughs> it was so funny as I'm going through this workbook that she puts out for these patients. But what she had done she calls it dialectical behavioral therapy, DBT. It's Zen Buddhism that she has empirically tested and has proven effective um, for people with that diagnosis specifically. And the borderline is the borderline between psychosis and neurosis. They're right on the edge of those two things. And, and so that too was a very big, I was like, wow, that is so fascinating that she had done that. And um, so that too, and that was quite a long time ago that I found out about her and that she had um, 
been able to empirically test mindfulness. And so, yeah, it's, I've always been fascinated by the mind and consciousness. And I think that that's the function of a lot of spirituality for some people, probably more the, the metaphysical people that are more into mysticism as opposed to religion, which are two kind of different things. And is there, is there any one piece of, of these modalities that has really truly resonated with you the most, or is it kind of a collection of these things? Cause you've collected a lot of different pieces of each of these modalities that you've kind of put together to not only take care of yourself, but also to share it with others, especially with your new yoga studio as well. Well, I would, what I've always said to the, I've taught yoga for over 15 years now. And what I have always said to the people that I've taught is that I, I came to yoga through meditation and through controlling and working with how to master your inner world so that your outer world unfolds as it needs to and you can meet it. But really, it's about self-mastery. And self-mastery, it's very, I, I think yoga is very much like the martial arts, you know, and can be taken in that context. But what I've also always said is I am much more about a, the psycho-spiritual than I am about the physical. I believe and I recognize and I, I really believe that the yoga asanas are energetic keys that unlock the psycho-spiritual body. That's my direct experience of it. So when I do the physical poses of yoga, I get blissed out. Um, when you add the pranayama, all of that. So it's, it's a method to manage the psycho-spiritual. And um, to go deeper with that, I'm a Vedic astrologer. I call it a karmic astrologer in writing because most uh, people don't know what Vedic astrologer means. So karmic astrologer is taking the, this is the astrology system that comes out of the yogic scriptures. And again, it's about self-mastery. It's about understanding what your psychological knots are and um, un, un, uh, I don't, I'm, I'm seeing a rope in my mind's eye, just and taking those threads apart so that you can release those stuck patterns of psychology. And, um, but also, it's, I think that we come here with a very specific pathway. And you can see that in the, in the chart. It's, a, it's sacred geometry. So all of that is about it. I think self-mastery has always been my focal point. It's the thing I've always talked about. And all of these things serve that end. I love the picture that you made of the rope and having to kind of untie the, the knots or like undo the patterns that we have in our lives because they do often get in the way of us living um, authentically and true to who we are. Um, and I mean, I've had a session with you and it was <laughs> like, it was like hearing about myself <laughs> through somebody else's eyes. And, and, and it did, it did help me understand like, what are the things that I'm struggling with and what do I need to do in order to move forward in that space and kind of clear those obstacles, you know, get rid of the knots in the, in the rope. And, um, cause I think about it as like, 
if you're not dealing with those knots uh, or what I like to think of is like, if you're just shoving all of your pro your problems under a rug and you continuously trip over the rug <laughs> for the rest of your life, if you're not dealing with it. Um, so not a lot of helpful, helpful things if you continuously trip over all of the stuff instead of just working through them. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for this session I had with you and I'm sure others have, have benefited greatly and, how do you uh, really share these types of things with other people who might be a little bit nervous getting into it and not really knowing what to expect? You know, you know it's funny because uh, over the years, I've, you know, some, this stuff scares people. Some people get scared by it. Other people just are over the top, over the moon about it. They just love hearing about these different things. Some people think I can read their minds, which is very odd to me. So I am very good in, I'm a very intuitive person, obviously, or I wouldn't be in this line. Uh, I'm very intuitive and can generally energetically, I plug into whoever I'm with or whoever's in the room that I'm teaching. And I will find myself using words that are not my words. So I really think I'm an intuitive channel and in a sense, and so that I'm presenting to, I'm, I'm presenting to whoever's in front of me in a language that they can recognize and makes them comfortable. And so um, I think because I have studied so extensively, I've studied psychology, I've studied the works of Carl Jung, I've um, studied Buddhism and all the different Sufism and all the different, all those things that um, I have a pretty big command of the psycho spiritual. And so I just plug into people and generally find that I can use words that they understand. So for instance, I'll just give you an example. A lot of times when couples are having problems, one of uh, the couple who's come to see me buys a reading for their partner. And so I had this woman come and um, she was a doctor and she didn't know anything about astrology and it just was not working. I mean, there, I just knew that this was not the language, just the whole concept she could just not get on board with. And so in that moment, I just flipped it completely and started talking to her about the Myers-Briggs. Myers-Briggs is much easier to access for some people with a certain kind of, you know, and it has a lot of empirical data behind it, as does uh, astrology these days. But, but the Myers-Briggs was a language she was going to be able to compute, and we could go through and we could parse out the communication problems and how people are perceiving their world, how they're gathering data. And she could talk to me in that language, and we had a really good session. But I had to be willing to throw out. <laughs> throw out the astrology and come at it from that perspective. So that's how I work. I mean, I really can, I'm pretty proficient at, 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 I've always said about myself, even when I was very young, that I had this ability to do psychological autopsies on people. I just know what their drivers are. And now at this age, at 52, I have, uh, I, because of all the studies and um, everything that I've, continue to learn I just have a huge storehouse to be able to meet individuals where they are and use a language or a system that's going to be the most beneficial for them 
That's great. You're really intuitive to meet people where they are rather than taking them out of their comfort zone, you know? So based on, based on all of your experiences, what would you share with someone who is interested in really exploring these different things that you, you, that you want to share with them and is interested in getting started with you? What would you say to somebody who might be interested in doing that? Um, I would say that the, the Vedic or the yogic, or the karmic astrology chart is usually where I like to start with people having a reading, which I do either through Skype or in person. I have a home office. And because that tells us what kind of exercise the person needs, it dictates what kind of yoga I generally would do or prescribe for the person. It tells me what kind of meditation practice might be best for them. You know, so somebody that I see, I'll say, you know, you need to run every day because that's the kind of energy that, you know, is going to be most beneficial. But then somebody else don't ever run, you know, so the, the doshas and all of that is apparent. So I would always start with the astrology chart. And of course I would, show up for a yoga class because I incorporate all this into all the yoga classes. Wonderful. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you would like to share about your journeys to wellness? I would say that it has, the thing I would like to say is that yoga is an amazing system that can really heal all aspects of your life. And for me, it's been a long journey, and but at 52, I can say that I'm very peaceful. I'm very happy. Um, I have a very full and wonderful life, and I really credit that to my yoga practice. Thank you so much for joining us today on Journeys to Wellness, Laura, and we hope that you come back again soon to share more about your continuous journey on your path to wellness. Um, anytime, because it's my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks so much. Thanks, Catherine. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Journeys to Wellness, inspiring stories of transformation, growth, and healing. We'll have another episode ready for you soon, but until then, I hope you have a wonderful day.